Hey there, I'm Aaron Young. The search is on in Canberra for the Voyager 2 spacecraft after NASA admitted losing communication with it. Here it is. NASA shifted the communications array just a few degrees on the spacecraft, but that was more than enough to lose signal to that spacecraft that was over 19 billion kilometres away. So how do you lose an aircraft and how on earth do you find it again? For more, we're joined by Brad Tucker, who's an astrophysicist at the Australian National University. Great to see you. What's actually happened here? So during regular commands with Voyager 2, when they're sending one, someone said the wrong command and what that wrong <laughs> command, command meant. Yeah, long day for someone, let's say that. Um, How long that, do you reckon yeah, it took them to admit that they had done it? <laughs> Luckily, they had a natural delay because of how far away it is. But yeah, um, whether it was Billy the intern, you know, or uh, some seasoned <laughs> veteran, um, Made to be seen because the command essentially said steer the antenna away from earth and essentially point two degrees away now this is important so voyager is so far away um signals are very very weak um reaching mm. the antennas here on earth so if you're slightly misaligned instead of directed at you that very weak signal is even weaker uh, being picked up by the antennas which makes it all the more difficult to send and therefore to send new commands is even more difficult for the craft to pick up so this is the issue they found it is figuring out a still where is it and then being able to send the new commands say reorientate your antenna so we can talk to you what a disaster so what are the chances of now finding it so it does look like in the area, you know, they did know where it was, but still you're looking at something very small in a decently large patch of sky that they were able to detect some of what they call, you know, the, the heartbeat, so to speak, some of the um, signals coming from Voyager. Now, again, part of the problem is because the distance is involved, it's over, it's almost 20 billion kilometers away. It takes almost 19 hours for a signal to reach Earth from the craft. So when you send a signal there, it takes 19 hours, and then it takes 19 oh, no. hours to reply back. Yeah. yeah. So even when they detect it, you don't necessarily know if it worked for another day and a half of kind of waiting. So the fact that they did see something small, they can then re-say, hey, all right, we do think it's still there. Send a stronger signal to hopefully then be picked up by it and reorientate the antenna. So just give us an idea, what is Voyager 2 actually doing? What is it trying to achieve and when did it launch? Yeah, so Voyager 2 and, and its twin Voyager 1 were built uh, in the 70s and they were really the first probes to explore the outer solar system. Um, back then there was a chance in a, a perfect alignment, so to speak, where the four gas giants or the two gas giants, Jupiter and Saturn, plus those ice giants, Uranus and Neptune, we're all on the same side of the solar system. So instead of kind of being here, 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 they're all in the same clump relatively. So the Voyager crafts went out to image those, but then they just kept going. And so they've been going since then almost 50 years, just going and going. And they've now left what we call the edge of the solar system, the what we call the heliopause, where the light or energy, the plasma from the sun creates this bubble or regime where you leave it and so you're leaving the cozy warmth confines of the sun and now they're just exploring this new found territory wow. of quite literally interstellar space this space between stars where 
they, they were only designed for 12 years. The fact that they've almost worked for 50 and probed this whole new territory has been exciting. But so yeah. what is it, but what's it doing out there? So, I mean, I, I'm thinking about 1970s technology, given that Sputnik went up in the 50s, right? So they're out there, uh, 20 years after Sputnik, they've created this thing. It's out there. It's 19 billion kilometers away from Earth at the moment on the other side of the universe, uh, which is doing pretty well, given that I can't get phone reception in most parts of Melbourne. Um, so uh, what is it sending back? Because it's not live pictures or anything. What is it actually sending back? Yeah, in fact, in order to save power and bandwidth, because those signals are so strong, you, you it would take months to send a single picture back, right? You know, mm -hmm. talk about um, your data downloads. So they're really just sending measurements of the, the cosmic particles and photons. They're really just measuring density, how much stuff is out there. And it was wow. really cool. They were able to detect a drop off essentially in energy, just measuring pure energy when they left that heat bubble from the sun. And again, we never actually even thought we would ever be able to measure that. We kind of knew it existed. We kind of knew it was somewhere there. And then just by measuring simple warmth and area, they were able to see a drop off, kind of like going into the, the cold deep end into a pool, which is really exciting. And so they're, they're continuing on measuring that for as long as they can. Incredible. Well, we'll leave it there. But if it's that far away, I reckon it's aliens have taken it. <laughs> Maybe they did put the golden records on there so that if it did come across <laughs> an alien race, they'd be able to download the sounds of the earth. So someone may be listening to some hot 1970s <laughs> tunes on an old LP. Better be ABBA. Better be ABBA. All right, Brad Tucker, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. That's the show for now. For more, head to tickernews.co. See you soon.